Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and much, much more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Stress. We all feel it. We all succumb to it, you know, in its effects sometimes. And it's part of life that some may say it's more obvious in fast-paced Singapore. Amidst the pandemic, we've also been hearing more about the mental load of going through this pandemic. Whether it's work stress or parenting stress or personal crisis, how do we make sure we don't let it kill our marriages and relationships at home? Today with me in the studio, I have husband and wife Douglas and Vanessa. Welcome to the Parent Ad Podcast. Hi, thank Hi, you for having us. Hi, welcome, welcome. Could you share with our listeners a bit about yourselves, your profession, how long you've been married, how many children you have, and how old is your, your children? Okay, hi everybody. My name is Douglas. I am a Christian radio podcast host. Uh, I started my own radio, uh, Christian radio podcast. I'm married to my wife, Vanessa, for close to 11 years, 8 months, and a couple of days. (laughs) And then we have a cute little 5-year-old son. Hi everybody, I'm Vanessa, very happy to be here. I'm part of Partnerships team at Focus on the Family. And very glad that today we'll get to chat a little bit about stress and how we are managing it. I think for both of us, through the many years uh, of marriage, now having a child and going through many different transitions in life, um, yeah, there are very, many different ways we um, have been handling stress. Um, really enjoy going out for walks and really enjoy eating. So that's what we do as a couple. Um, and really enjoying uh, to play with our kids as well. So Douglas, what's the name of your podcast? Uh, it's called Amplify Podcast. So basically, uh, it's a Christian radio podcast that features our local worship music. Lah. So it's a, yeah, of course, in Singapore, we don't really have a Christian radio. So this sort of uh, sparked in my heart and passion to start one where, you know, well, the Christians in church can listen to like a Christian content radio anywhere, anytime. So, first question for both of you. What is stress to you and what is currently the most stressful thing for you? I think stress for me is when there's expectations or when there's a demand and uh, when you don't have the supply to meet your demands, that's where stress comes. uh. So, I mean, like, you know, we study in economics, there's uh, always a demand and supply. So for me, stress comes when you realise that, hey, I don't have the supply and this is demanding on me. So it could be at work, it could be even your own self or even in a marriage with your spouse. And I think very early in, in, in our marriage, uh, for me, I have this like personal stand that I would say that, okay, among ourselves, let's not have any expectations of each other. Because when there's expectations, there's bound to be disappointments, there's bound to be stress, and then you put unnecessary stress on each other. 
But I think in a marriage, you know, if you want to have any expectation, it should be on yourself. Lah. I mean, although we are married for 11 years, I'm still working that out. Lah. I mean, there are times, you know, I'll have like demands from her, or she have demands from me, we have demands from each other. But I would say, yeah, we are working on it to like have less demands on each other, but yeah, uh, more so for ourselves, for the other person. Lah. Yeah, so that's what stress is for me. For myself, um, yeah, I think the word stress links to um, emotions. I think that um, for me, when it's stress, you can feel that it is, uh, to me, it links to being rushed. It feels like you can't really catch a breath. It feels like you are overwhelmed by so many things that it's hard to even function at times. Yeah, so to me, that is how I see stress. So Vanessa, what's currently the most stressful thing for you at the moment? Yeah, for me, I think for the last few months, this season has really been such a journey of discovering more about what people will call a sandwich generation. There were some caregiving needs that came up for my family, for my parents over the last few months. And just stepping into it and being one of the main caregivers for my mom. Um, as well as on top of like work and also caring for my very own family. I think that was quite, uh, I would say, a stressful time for myself. Douglas? I think this season, I think, kind of linked with Vanessa because she has to take care of her family on the other side and I have to take care of the family on this side. So a lot of times, uh, I don't really get to see her that often, so there's sometimes a lot of stress too. But work-wise, this is a startup, so I, I'm doing this on my own. So sometimes uh, here and there, the stress could be uh, finance, you know, uh, like uh, sometimes you wake up in the morning and it's like, huh, can we pay, you know, uh, do we have enough here and there? For currently, now also, there's a little bit of stress like when, we, when I do projects. So currently, I'm working on uh, publishing a book. So uh, have been looking around for collaborators to help me to publish it. Uh, but I think this season, I think everyone's a bit tight. So... Uh, and I have a, a deadline to meet also. So I end up, uh, I'll probably have to do it on my own. So I'll be my own editor, I'll be my own proofreader and trying to see how it works out. And I think for me, publishing a book is something very new. So there's a lot of stress in it and stuff like that. Lah. I think parenting sometimes can be also be really stressful. But I think the stress a lot of times comes when we compare. When there's comparison, like, hey, you know, wow, like, you know, when you see in, on Instagram, wow, this parent did this for the kid, wow, this parent can send this kid to this, like, soccer camp, you know, and all that kind of thing. So when you start to compare and you start to, to think that, oh, what am I doing for my kid, you know, so there's, there's, sometimes stress comes from there. And then, you know, like, uh, now our kid is five years old and then you start to think down the road, okay, another year plus, we need to apply him to go to primary school. You know, you, you start to stress about, oh, can he get to a good primary school or not? You know, and stuff like that. So we, we tend to have this kind of stresses. Lah. I'm hearing you say that there are new things that cause you stress. There are also uh, a role that you have to fill and, and perhaps it's very new. Uh, and at the same time, it's taking a toll on your own emotions and your own relationship. And, you know, home supposed to be a safe place for families, right? Uh, it should be a place where you can be yourself, you can feel safe to express your needs and what you're going through. And so what do we do now that when we are stressed at work? Because most of us are working at home. And you know, in the past when we were working outside in the office and we could 
go for a long walk before we head home or you could you know sit in the car a little bit longer whatever we, we need to do to get ourselves right then head home now we are at home most of the time working is there a boundary is there a space for us to ventilate and to be able to express our stress perhaps in a healthy way so let's start with work stress how do both of you deal with work stress Mm, I think when it comes to work stress, we do chat a lot and I think we do find ways to, to uh, have some self-care or where we can let it out. Uh, I think especially during the very first lockdown, you know, where our kid is having home-based learning, we are stuck at home, uh, work from home and then you know, the kid is there and then you have to have uh, meetings and all that stuff. So it's really very stressful. So during the first lockdown uh, that we had in Singapore, I think uh, what we do was when the kid sleeps right at night, we will probably have a, a time just to ourselves. We either watch Netflix or we will just share a glass of wine and cheese. <laughs> we sort of pick up like, oh, uh, you know, appreciating cheese and wine. It could be like 30 minutes in the kitchen or in the living room. There are times that we just don't talk, but it's also good. And there are times that you know, we just share our hearts like, oh, this thing happened at work, that thing happened at work. I think we are really blessed to have like, my parents to take care of my kid sometimes. So sometimes they'll pick him up from school, they'll take care of him. So sometimes we will take some opportunity to just like, you know, uh, go out for just for a short period where we just go for ice cream, go for a cup of coffee uh, at a cafe or just go grocery shopping, uh, go to the supermarket. Just that 30 minutes to just uh, window shopping or something, we just binge, just buy stuff. La. Whether we need it or not, we just buy stuff then we feel better. But I think as we take time out to talk and I think be intentional to let it out, to, to share with one another. La. So I think that helped us quite a bit. And I think the other part is also to know and be aware what um, the other person's uh, uh, self-care or what feeds the other person's soul. I think that's really helpful. Uh, like if Vanessa is stressed, you know, uh, especially recently she's been stressed with work, with taking care of uh, her family. So when I see that she's very, very stressed and she needs to have uh, time for herself or she needs to have some self-care, I would just suggest, hey, why don't we go to the beach? Because for her, what feeds her soul is the, the water. You know, we always tell each other, kwatsui, kwatsui. so for her, water uh, feeds her soul. For me, it's more of Aeroplanes. <laughs> yeah, for me it's aeroplanes. And sometimes, you know, we go to Changi Beach where she gets to see the water and I get to see planes fly past. So yeah, I kill two birds with one stone. So I think uh I think as a couple, how we deal with stress is to find what uh what feeds our soul and what will really help us to uh re-energize and revitalize and to also help us to take our minds off the stress and the problems. Like sometimes when she shares the stuff with me, like what she goes through, uh, be it her own life or at work, sometimes she finds a solution by just talking to me. And I don't even need to say anything. In fact, sometimes I'm still trying to figure out what she's telling me and I'm trying to piece it all together. And then she'll just say that, hey, anyway, I think I know what to do already. Or, you know, I feel so much better, you know. Yeah, so sometimes I feel that, yeah, maybe also for ladies, they, they need a listening ear. Yeah, I will agree with that actually. Um, maybe all of us need a listening ear, like whether or not you're a lady or a guy, right? I think when life gets too fast and too stressful or too busy, what I notice is that we don't really have a lot of time to talk 
or reflect. And even in times when we come together to talk, it becomes very task-based. So we talk about what we need to do tomorrow, so if you do that, you know, run the errand and then rush each other chores and things like that. But there isn't much space to really talk about life and your thoughts and your reflections. Um, I mean, even as I was thinking about it, where did we pick this up, you know? I, I think that it could have been the two years that we were in Australia. Uh, we spent two years there together. We saw that the people there had, uh, what we would say, a quality of life. They really emphasised a lot about um, hanging out after work, not really working 24-7 or like, you know, very, very long hours. Um, but they try to pack their work very well within the work hours. And they don't try to drag it out towards the night. I think definitely every culture has their different place and the way they look at work. But what we saw was good about that was that people could just hang out, go to each other's house, like friends' house to hang out. And shops are closed in the evening, so you don't try to run errands in the evening as well. And we heard, we, we heard from friends there that they had a lot of time to just, you know, chill and talk and, and share life. So that was something that we really enjoyed. And when we came back to Singapore, we continued some of these, having a lot more time to chat and checking on one another and ensuring that we create space for that, even for us as a couple. And that was definitely hugely challenged when we had our first kid. And I, I'm sure we'll get to talk about that in a bit. <laughs> we mentioned about the need to be reflective, not checking off your to-do list. And I think in Singapore, we are a, a culture that is always emphasising on being very practical, getting the job done. And th that's, that's a good thing about Singapore, right? But yet at the same time, it has crept into the home. And also there's no time to unwind or just to spend time as a couple. Uh, I want to talk about how has stress perhaps affected marriage, your marriage in particular. Uh, there were there times where stress really created such a, you know, a difficult time to communicate or just maybe even just look at each other. It was just so difficult to, to express how you feel. Uh, were there such moments? I think for our marriage, the most stressful period was when uh, we had our kid. And right after we had our kid, I think one, two months later, I, I went to a new job. I used to work in the church. It, it was a new church also. So it was a totally new environment, new church, new job, and then a uh, new kid in the family. So I think the stress was quite high, la. I think, uh, for the both of us. I mean, we were new parents then. We are still new parents. La. We're still learning. But I think back then, we, we totally have no idea, you know, really how to really take care of the kid. I mean, at the back of our mind, we have some knowledge. La. We read up. But I think when you really try to apply, not everything you, you read can apply to the kid. And then, you know, when the kid demands this, demands that, you know, the baby, I think that was quite stressful, trying to juggle. Uh, I mean, for me, la to juggle between the kid and juggle between my new job at work. And then for, for Vanessa, she, she had to juggle herself being as a new mom, even doing the, the maternity leave. I think it wasn't easy also. And then like, you know, Sundays when they go to church, it wasn't easy going to a new environment. And then after she finished her maternity leave, you know, that whole transition where she had to reset back in, into the work mode, she needs to catch up and stuff like that. So I think during that period was quite stressful. We were also very stressful about the, the well-being of the baby also, lah, which I think most parents will be. So what do you do to remedy that situation? 
Yeah, I think that as even as Douglas has shared, um, yeah, it brings me back to the first week of us having our child, Damien. And I remember that entire week, right, we were so tired because every three hours we have to wake up to feed him, to ensure he's well. And we were so tired that we did not have time to talk to each other at all. So he had his own coping mechanism, maybe like some games on the phone. And then I probably had my coping mechanism about just buying whatever I needed for the child and whatever I need at home. And we realised that, yeah, we just didn't have space to talk about things. But after one week, right, we found that like we were getting very, very cranky towards each other and very snappy. So that was when we kind of like thought about it and realised that we really needed that time. And before we had our kid, I guess as a couple, we can have quite a bit of time to ourselves, like dinners, weekday dinners, like weekends and things like that. But when her kid was pretty much all about him the entire week, trying to even adjust to that lifestyle, after that week, we realised that we really needed to ask uh, in-laws, which is Doug's parents, for like a time that we could just go out for a date night. So we could do that. They were really gracious, very supportive. And yeah, when there is help, just receive it, I would say. And we went out for, I think, our first date night. And after I realised that we are normal again, <laughs> we could like, you know, not be that snappy or picking on each other and just like, okay, back to normal. And that we found out that, at least for us, our weekly was important. And if we dragged anything beyond a week, I think we could find a huge difference. So date nights were really important for us. Yeah, I think date nights also help us to be on the same page. So after a while during that period, we find that hey, we are on a different page. Soon we'll be on different book. <laughs> and then the date night, which we actually always encourage uh, young parents, especially when they just have in, uh, given birth, you know, don't feel uh, afraid or shy to ask for babysitting either from your parents or anybody. Of course, you have to trust them. Lah. And if you can find someone to help you to take care of your baby for that two, three hours, right? just do it. I think it's very, very needful. Because it came to a point in time we were just doing things tired. Just do it. You're tired, just do it. You know? And we were like zombies like that. Lah. Zombie parents. Lah. So I think it wasn't really good. So I think the date night really helped. Lah. I'm glad to hear that uh, you actually saw a need that you have and then you took action and you actually you know, went out for those intentional moments uh, together as a couple. Um, how about now that you know, your child is older, uh, soon to go to school as well, do you think that stress at the moment sometimes will relate or to the way you respond to him? Um, could it be in a way that you might be a little bit more short-tempered or less keen to play with him when you are stressed? I think for me, it's not so, maybe not so much about stress, but I think when the stress at work affects me in a way that it tires me down. So this period, I don't think I will like, you know, uh, react to him out of anger because I'm stressed, but more of tiredness. I think when I'm stressed at work or stressed with any other thing, uh, when it comes to my child, I think I'll be a bit more physically and mentally and probably emotionally a bit more tired. So when he wants to play with me, I'm like, I'm quite tired already. I, I just need some space, you know, mental space, but I, I'll still try to play with him. But I think that's in relationship to my child. I think that's how it, it can affect me sometimes. I think for us, maybe both of us, we have learned to be a little bit more aware 
aware of like our emotions. Like earlier I mentioned that when we realize that we are getting cranky or like snappy at each other, we will ensure that we go and see, you know, like get help and get the support we need. So I think likewise with our child as well, like if let's say we get snappy, we'll ask each other lah, like I'll ask like, Doug, can you just play with Damien for a while, you know, let me just go and yeah, even have a good shower, long shower to just take that break, right, and then come out refreshed to play with my child and then have fun with him versus doing it tired and um, angry or like unhappy lah. So I, I think that that part, we try to do that tag team and we are thankful that we are able to tag team. The other thing about playing, I realise is so interesting also. At times, yeah, I, I totally uh, hear what Doug is saying. You, you find it, yeah, sometimes you get a bit tired and kids really love to play. They, every moment, if it's play, they will choose that. I mean, for our child, he will play that. He will choose that over food, over sleep. So play is really important to him and that's like his love language at, this, at the moment. I realised that some of the things that he's playing, I really don't understand. But I realised I need to learn to enjoy it. So Doug and him talks about Star Wars, right? And I'm like, I, I'm not into Star Wars, sorry guys and fans here. But um, I realised that, yeah, I really don't get it. And when I watched the first movie years ago, I'm like, okay, great, great. Everyone else enjoyed I mean, I'm, it's okay, it's fun. But I'm not going to watch more uh, movies. And when Doug asked me for more of, the, the, of Star Wars movie, I'm like, mm, okay, maybe it can be your me time, you know. So when, when Damien starts to talk about Star Wars and he had this book about Star Wars, and he really wanted me to read it. And I started to read it like, okay, just going through the motion. But I realised that we have to go into their world. And once we start to enjoy what they enjoy, I'm like, wow, I actually quite like Star Wars now. I'm like, I, I know the characters and things like that. So I would say for me, I found out that if I can mindfully go into their world to enjoy what he's enjoying, then I actually get to enjoy too versus seeing it as a chore. Glad that you mentioned about um, playing. I think as parents, when we play, that also relieves stress. Yeah, that's probably a form, but you know, we don't see it as a way of relieving stress. We probably feel that it's not practical use of my time right now. But perhaps, you know, even as we play with our children, that could be a way of relieving stress. And maybe we need to learn how to change our relationship with stress. You know, we always see it as a bad thing, something to avoid. But perhaps it's something for us to take note of as a warning sign. If our spouse sees us displaying that kind of warning signs, they can actually tell us, hey, you know, you are actually going through a, a difficult period right now. This, these are the warning signs. Right now, you know, I, the listeners will probably be very keen to hear from both of you. How have you all been coping with stress over all these years and you know, 11 years of your marriage now? What have you been doing to make this work for you? I think for me, is uh, to be aware. I think we've been to get married for 11 years, know each other for about 13 years plus. I think is to be aware of the other person's, what's their trigger point? And also know for yourself what is your trigger point in terms of stress. For me, I tend to get stressed when uh, there are things that is out of the normal. Suddenly, there's change of plans and I, I get very flustered, I get very stressed when things don't go as per plan. Like, you know, uh, especially schedules or whatever. So I do, I do get stressed with that and there are many other things. Lah. And then sometimes transitions. I think for both of us, transitions, we do get stressed a little bit when we are going through trans different transitions. So to be aware of what's the trigger points and then also to, to know what is the self-care or the, what feeds their soul. Lah. I think that's very important. And then 
It's like, you know, you go and see a doctor, the doctor tells you you have this problem and he administers to you the medicine. So when you, you must know what's the trigger point and then you administer you know, the trigger points. So the self-care is like the medicine. So I think uh, it's more of awareness. Be aware of what fits your spouse's soul, what fits your soul. For me, it's going to jewel fits my soul a lot because there's a big waterfall. And for me, it's when I'm in airport, I just feel very liberated. I don't know. I'm not a person who likes traveling. Maybe I do. But when I see planes, when I'm in the airport, you know, just being in the airport just kind of like feeds my soul already. And I also realized that I'm a person who loves to watch movies. I can go to the cinema, watch a show alone kind. So that two, three hours, I'll feel, wow, that was a good show. And I feel good now, you know, that kind of thing. So, and then as a couple, also find what, you know, self-care we can do. I mean, like what Vanessa say, we like to eat. So go to our favorite, you know, be it like a place like hawker or restaurant like we like to eat once in a while, lah. you know, and then just to have that meal together. Uh, for us, we also like to watch Netflix. So sometimes like Korean dramas. Those times, yeah, kind of feeds our soul. Lah. I think knowing ourselves is so important. Before marriage or after marriage or, you know, ongoing, I think it's still like, uh, yeah, it's something that we constantly need to work on, you know. Some, many a times they say when you're married, um, your spouse will tell you more about yourself that you do not know yourself, you know? So I think that in this whole self-awareness uh, journey and discovery, um, yeah, our spouse actually can help us so much with that. And when they can identify that stress points and they highlight to us and you're like, yeah, maybe I should really just go to the beach or like just go to a cafe, just go and have time for ourselves. And then knowing how, I think other than triggers, like what really energizes um, your spouse, right? I think that's important. Um, and it changes, right? Things that energizes us uh, change over time. Whatever we enjoyed 10 years ago may not be the same thing now. So it's so important to also help each other. I would say that like that will help me in this area too. He knows that I love the beach. And when I'm so overwhelmed, sometimes I'm just thinking about the next thing I need to complete before this certain time. And he's like, maybe let's go to the beach for our date night today. And I thought, wow, okay, really? I'm like, wow, it's a bit much to travel and all that work, right? But after going for the, to the beach for two, three hours, I realized that, wow, and the best sunset and things like that, you're like, wow, actually that was what I needed. And now I have so much more energy to go for like the next thing I actually need to rush and do. So I would say that, yeah, being so aware of what... Um, yeah, what triggers us, what energizes us, and how to support each other in that as well. Because when it is so overwhelming, it can get so overwhelming to the point that you may not realize what you need at that point, and then your spouse can actually help you out. Emotions are really a big thing for us, right? And sometimes we are good at sharing with others, sometimes we keep it to ourselves, we don't tell anyone about it. Even the closest person that we have, you know, our spouse, we don't even tell them. Uh, so, yeah, hearing from both of you, understanding what are the trigger points, understanding what something that feeds the soul of, of your partner and just being able to, to serve. I, I hear it, you know, that you're being alert to the person's needs and then also having that self-care for each other. So instead of having uh, stress as a marriage killer, I think let's grab hold of stress and make it a marriage builder. So when we go through our storms, find out who's really our anchor. Our spouse is there with us all the time. 
and may our families, you know, our relationship with our extended families also grow and develop because of that. So Douglas and, and Vanessa, we're running out of time. Do you have any last thing to share with our listeners? I'll say that create space for one another, have that conversations, they need to able to be sharing your heart, sharing your thoughts and create space for your spouse when your spouse needs it too. That's important too as a form of coping mechanism. I think for me is take a chill pill. Sometimes the stress uh, that we are going through may not be a very big thing. Yeah, it could be a combination of many things, but when, you're le- when you learn to take a chill pill, calm down, maybe, you know, sometimes just uh, take time away, take time off, and then you come back to it again, you know, you feel more refreshed. Thank you so much for your candid sharing. Douglas, Vanessa, thank you. Thank you so much. If you or your spouse require support or listening ear during this season, know that you're not alone. Feel free to contact us to speak to our team of trusted counsellors. You can get more details at www.family.org.sg slash counselling. You can also follow us at ThrivingFamilySG on Instagram and at FocusOnTheFamily.sg on Facebook for updates and resources to empower your marriage and parent-child relationships. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Parent Ed Podcast. Until the next time, have a great week with your family.